0: Hello and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you've joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Wenatchee and the Word. We're so excited for you to join us again on our podcast.
0: Yeah, welcome back. We um, are going to be in Judges chapter 10, but before we do, um, for those of you who might be some of the new listeners, uh, take some time maybe and go and give us a review or share the podcast with someone that you think it would be an encouragement to. Uh, Those are some things that can just help get the Word out uh, even to more people. And as we say in every episode in the intro... Our whole goal behind this is that more people would just grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. And one way that you can help in uh, allowing that mission to take place is just as simple as going and reviewing the podcast, leaving a review, or even just sharing it with other people um, or sharing it on your social media or anything like that, and you can help out with that. But we're in Judges chapter 10 today, and we're only going to cover about five verses, Um and when we first read it, you're probably going to think, <clears throat> like, what, <laughs> what is even going on here?
1: Yeah, like what I thought when you're like, okay, I got so much out of that. What did you get? And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> We're going to do a podcast on these five verses? Are you sure?
0: <laughs> yeah, when I asked Rebecca, what did you get out of these verses? She literally just said, two guys uh, judged for 20 plus years and died. That's all she said.
1: Well, that's basically what it is. That
0: is all that it is. So go ahead and read it for okay. us, and then we'll dive in and talk a little bit about it. ruined
1: it. You said it happened? <laughs> okay, Judges 10, 1. And after Abimelech there arose to defend Israel Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar. And he dwelt in Shemir in Mount Ephraim, and he judged Israel twenty and three years and died and was buried in Shemir. And after him rose Jair, a Gileadite, and judged Israel twenty and two years. And he had thirty sons that rode on thirty donkeys, and they had thirty cities, which are called Havoth-Jair unto this day, which are in the land of Gilead. And Jair died and was buried in Cmon.
0: Okay, before we even dive into what we're going to talk about, I just got to say, for those of you who are listening might not know, we're expecting twins. And uh, I just heard a lot of good, maybe possible no. baby names. No. Dodo, Pua. Mm. <laughs> what Do we hate our these? children? I know, right? What are these names? Uh, I purposely had Rebecca read those because of all of the names Because in there. they were terrible. But you might come to those verses and say, what did you get out of that? I mean, well, very basically, mm, let's just say. You will say, say that. Yes. <laughs> what What did we get out of it? Just basic cursory reading, what did we hear? Well,
1: you already told me, told what I got out of it, which was, there's two judges, they both ruled, r- just both judged a little over 20 years.
0: 23 years and 22 years.
1: And the second one, first one, we don't, that was it, like, that's all we know about him. And the second one, he had 30 sons, which obviously means he had a lot of wives, because that was one wife that he had all those children with. Yep. And he, they rode on 30 donkeys in the city's and I mean, assuming he's wealthy, I guess, because of the donkeys
0: and the fact that each one of them had their own city. Yeah. So, um, yeah, most likely wealthy. But that's pretty much all we know where they're from a little bit. I mean, we know Tola is from Shamir and Jair um, is a Gileadite and he was buried in Kamon, But uh, Tola, he lived and then died and was buried all in Shamir. And that's all we really know about them. So what could we learn from something like that? Well, here's what I see in that.
1: Tell us what we can learn.
0: (laughs) I love this portion of scripture for this very reason. When you think of the book of Judges, most people think of people like Gideon or Samson, right? 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 right, those are the, the most or well-known that's I mean. I, JL, that's She's a good one as well. That is true. <laughs> She's really gone. Cool. A, l- a good amount of people know the story of J- well, JL too. <clears throat> but we m- most people, if you were to ask them who Tola was, or if you were to ask them, hey, do you know what Jair in the Bible did? Most of them aren't going to be able to tell you he had 30 sons who rode 30 donkeys, and they had 30 cities. They're not going to be able to say that. They're lesser-known people, but they served... Combined for 45 years to the people of Israel and for God. For 45 years combined, these people ruled in, in well, judged in Israel.
1: And there were weren't there better known judges, more, <laughs> more well-known judges that served, served less time than that?
0: Yes. <laughs> this is my point. This is what I love about this. They aren't well-known, but that doesn't make them any less important to God. Because in the story of the Bible, God saw it fit that their names would be written down in this historical book of Judges.
1: It must have been for a reason.
0: It, it has to have been for mm-hmm. a reason. And, and honestly, the only takeaway I have from it is this. Too often, we focus too much on celebrity status. Like, everyone knows David and how he fought Goliath, and Daniel, and what he did in the lion's den. And and everyone knows those big stories. Or Joshua in the Battle of Jericho, Moses, right? We know those stories. Moses. Adam and Eve. Yeah, we know all of these people that are huge characters. Their stories have big implications for the Bible and for the gospel and how how the story of the Bible unfolds. Those people, we know them. But most of the time, we don't know some of these people's names, and yet, they're still in the Bible. They are just as important to God, and their service was just as important to God um, as those more well-known people. And it's not even just like a Bible knowledge thing. If it was just a Bible knowledge thing, I could get over that, because we, it's just going to be, it makes sense that we know more about Moses, because there's like an entire portion of, you know, the whole book of Exodus yeah. is about <laughs> Not Moses. And and he wrote the first five books of the Bible. So like it makes sense that we would know about that. It, if it was only Bible knowledge, I could get over that. But a lot of times in the Christian life and in this world today, we celebrate celebrity status way too much. Uh, the people that get lifted up are the... People who have thousands and thousands of people in their church, or a huge amount of following on social media,
1: big authors, yeah, best-selling, best-selling authors,
0: authors. Yeah. exactly. And often we overlook the faithful everyday servants of God in obscurity that people don't know, and even more so, the people that aren't even like pastors. Like I'm not even just talking about pastors. It'd be one thing if. I'm saying, oh well, we should really think about the lesser-known pastors—the guys who aren't pastoring thousands of people—that um, are just serving faithfully in a local church. But even, you know, even farther than that, there are servants of God in so many local churches that are faithful for years and years and years, and no one knows it. No one knows what they did or what they're doing, but God does. Mm-hmm. And, and so <laughs> I, the reason I wanted to point these two people out is because I think it's important for us to think about the fact that we may not be well-known. Like, I am perfectly okay with the fact that if, if pastoring Ridgepoint Baptist Church, Ridgepoint is never a, a even statewide known church or anything like that. It, like, if the only people who know who I am and who Ridgepoint is... Is, the, is God and the people that I serve at our church and in Wenatchee, I'm okay with that. And and I think we all need to come to a point where we are okay with not being seen knowing that God sees us.
1: Mm-hmm. There's, there's uh, plenty of people in churches that I've been a part of that are just... They're the behind-the-scenes people, the people that they notice the little things, the trash that's on the floor that needs to be hooked up, or the last-minute vacuuming before anybody comes to church or just, like, making sure everything everything looks good and, you know, they're representing God well. And, um, you know, no, the people that come after all that's done, they never know that, that that happens, but God does, and that's obviously why they do it and why they serve. And, and it's, it's good. It's humbling, and it's what God wants anyways.
0: Yeah, a lot of times, I, I even, to make this personal, in our church... A lot of people, if all they see of our church is social media, most likely they're going to see a lot of my face because I'm preaching
1: sermons. Because he (laughs) never takes pictures of me. Oh, yeah, that's (laughs) what it is, yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: honestly, I mean, like, I'm consistently preaching. I'm in front of people. So, obviously, my face is going to be up there for announcements, for advertisements, for uh, the sermons on YouTube. Like, I'm the one there preaching. So, people are going to naturally just see my face. But a lot of people unless they come to Ridgepoint, aren't ever going to see all of the people that I see serve every single week, whether that's just by making sure that we have coffee, you know, in near the Keurig or making sure that we, uh, set up. that we set this up nursery people? is set up and that the pulpit's even there for me to stand behind on Sunday and, uh, that there's people that practice throughout the week with music so that uh, they can sing and use their gifts and play piano. That's mostly you playing piano, but <laughs> that like people don't always see all of those things of people behind the scenes doing the little work. There's there's people in our church every single week. I see them do things that no one else sees them do, and all I think is, God, would you bless that? Like they're t- perfectly okay with no one ever knowing that they did that, and and I just want God to bless it. And really so the question for us would be today this would we be okay with serving God in obscurity? Would be would we be okay with just being a faithful servant that no one else knows about except for the one that we're serving? Are we okay with that?
1: We should be. We should be or not, then we're serving for the wrong reasons. And our
0: heart's not in it. Too often we have the wrong reason that we want to be the Gideon. Or the Joshua or the David in front of Goliath. We want to be the person who gets all the glory and all the fame for what we do. But honestly, it really comes down to just this I'm serving God. He sees it. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, it's
0: good. So, only five verses, but I think we got a good application for us today. Are we okay? With serving God in obscurity? I hope that the answer would be yes. If not, let's get our hearts back on track. Who are Check we really her. serving? <laughs> what are we doing? And why are we doing it? Well, that's it for today. We will hopefully see you on the next episode as we dive into the rest of Judges chapter 10. Have a great day in the Lord. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And If you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at WenatcheeChurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.